Hey, Scythe. Welcome back to the land of the living. Thank you, sir. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 farms. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And this week we have a ton of exciting, exciting news. Yeah, we sure do. What we got first, Danny? So, um, you know this little known thing called the Mandalorian? Oh my god! (laughs) So, the internet and uh, collectively us uh, were ablaze this past week when uh, Jon Favreau decided to, you know, release his little nugget on uh, Instagram. (laughs) It's just, you know, no big deal. Let's just drop the synopsis for the Mandalorian. Right. Um, so for those of you who may not have seen it, um, if you are in fact living under a rock, <laughs> um, it says, after the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. Ooh, so that's actually pretty exciting. Um, I'm just not going to lie. Like, you've told me all this cool stuff about it so far, but when you just read that, I didn't put together that this is honestly s- still in between the same time that um, Resistance is right now, too. Yes. So I wonder if they're going to intersect in any way. I don't know. So this one's supposed to be, I can't remember exactly how long, but um, Nerdist has, had actually uh, gotten out of uh, Favreau exactly how many months it was after i think it's three years it may be three years after return of the jedi so still not as close as resistance is to force awakens because i think force awakens or is resistance supposed to be six months before force awakens okay so they may not intersect um (laughs) which would suck a little but I'm really excited about this, like, Wild West kind of feel to this, the lone gunfighter. Right. I'm pretty excited to see who this Mandalorian is. Theories are that it's a uh, a, a gentleman from uh, the Aftermath trilogy uh, who actually found Boba Fett's gear near the Sarlacc, Sarlacc pit. Uh, his name's Cobb Vanth. So, I don't know. I kind of hope it's a woman. That would be interesting. We haven't seen a whole bunch of female Mandalorians. I mean, we have um, Sabine. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sabine's family. And Sabine's family, her mom. <laughs> uh, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Katan. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We do this every we time. We will forever do that. <laughs> we will. It's our southernness. <laughs> and Han. <laughs> I know. When you said you said it, I realized it, too. And I was like, Katan, Katan. <laughs> um, did you say it right? Did I say it right, though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> What's life? We gave you both options. One of them was right, so you just pick one. But, I mean, with the stories of Jango and Boba, I mean, those are really the only Mandalorians we've seen throughout the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I don't know. And this isn't me just being like a female. I'm like, women power! Yeah! <laughs> Suck it, man! Like, I swear. It's not me doing that at all. Like, I just think it'd be really cool um, to see like a a really cool, like, Oh, there's a word I want to use, but it's this is a friendly show. <laughs> a family friendly show. A bad A female Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean if you're if you're a female Mandalorian, you're already you're already bad A, but Yeah. But you know, like it's I think it'd be really cool. And they make they make it a point to never say anything to the um gender. 
They don't do this. It doesn't mm. say man or woman or he just or says, she. Yeah, it just says that another warrior emerges. Right. So they're keeping it very under wraps. That would be interesting. I think a female would be cool. I think that would be cool, but I do think it's a man. I don't know. Only, only okay, because no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You just only want because we'll get the galaxy, don't no, no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> only because, and this is probably like the worst comparison ever, but. Only because, like, if you look at Sabine's armor, Bo-Katan's armor, uh, their mothers and everything, oh, Mandalorian true. Mandalorian women armor is feminine. And this this one's not feminine. This one's not feminine. Fine, we'll get but another. But that doesn't say that it can't be. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that it is impossible by any stretch of imagination. Oh, that I is know. not the case. But you're right. Um, Thinking about that uh, image that they put out, maybe it's they, not. Maybe they break the mold. So I don't know. Yes, yeah, I don't think we even noted, noted that, but yes, there is an image that I actually thought that was, like, fake. <laughs> when I saw it, I thought it was, like, it a screen capture fake. of uh, Battlefront, like a mod or something. Yeah, it looks like somebody essentially ripped Boba Fett out of, like, the Tatooine scene. Yeah. And just stuck in another Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, when, when I first saw it, it was before StarWars.com had published it. I think, I don't know who I saw it from, but it was on Instagram scrolling through, and I was like, this would be really cool. And then all of a sudden, StarWars.com was like, good thing you think it's cool, because it's real. Right? <laughs> it almost, I, I lost my mind. I absolutely yeah. lost my mind. Also, so you know our, our love for the holiday special? Did you notice the gun on uh, on him? No, I didn't. It, it looks like the holiday special gun that Boba Fett has. With oh, the little prong my. gun. <laughs> oh, my. The, uh, the butt of the gun. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, while... We're talking about it. I don't know if I'm going to be quick enough. Maybe not. Um, I guess I can go ahead and go to the next part. Uh, sure. So, StarWars.com actually put a little something out about it. Um, so, oh my. <laughs> oh my. See, doesn't it look like the holiday special gun? I don't know. That could be a female, y'all. <laughs> you really want it to be. That's okay. I just think it'd be cool. Like, we haven't seen really... Other than, like, in Rebels, we haven't seen a really, like, strong, like, Mandalorian woman. You're right. So, I mean, we're not saying yeah. we're not going to get any in this series. Because, I mean, they very well, this could be a man. And very well, I mean, he could be working for a female. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. So, mm-hmm. it's cool, though. Wouldn't it be cool if we got, like, a live action uh, either Sabine or Bo-Katan? Bo would probably be cooler. I don't know if I'd like Sabine live action. I don't know that she would be, only because I think by now she's still searching for Ezra. I guess it just really depends on if they find Ezra in three years' time. (laughs) Surely (laughs) they have. Because after the Battle of Endor, that's what her and Ahsoka go to do. Right. Um, Spoilers. (laughs) Um, But but Bo-Katan would be really cool to see because she's the leader of Mandalore at this point. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I don't know. Be cool. I'm just excited. It's it's new Star Wars. Yeah. So. So so StarWars.com had a little bit more to uh, say about it. What yes. say you, Kristen? What say I? So the series will be written and executive produced by Emmy-nominated producer and actor John Favreau, which John Favreau has been actually doing a hefty amount in Star Wars Absolutely. here recently, which is really exciting. Yeah, so I'm glad. Rio. Yeah, I'm glad he's, <laughs> he's still heading yeah. it up and all. Um, and as previously now, Dave Filoni, who also. Yes. Uh, did the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. He's directing the first episode, which I think is super cool. Yes. So he's directing the first episode, 
And additionally, episodic directors included Deborah Chow um, from Jessica Jones. Ooh. She did Jessica Jones. Um, Rick Famuyiwa, who produced or directed Dope. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> um, Bryce Dallas Howard, she directed Soulmates. And was also in what favorite franchise of yours? Jurassic World. <laughs> daughter, happens, yeah, I was about to say, go ahead. And daughter of Ron Howard. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and next we have uh, Taika Watiti. Yes. Who <laughs> <laughs> I was I was waited with bated rep to see if you were getting right. <laughs> Interesting names. I'll look them up. <laughs> Taika Watiti. <laughs> who did Thor Ragnarok. Which I love. <gasps> Oh, Mick, you're alive. He's alive, guys. What was your question again, bro? Yes. So we have a powerhouse here. Absolutely. Um, even though I don't really know who a couple of them are. I know Jessica Jones is really good. I don't know what dope is. I'm very sorry, Rick. Um, <laughs> uh, but Bryce Dallas Howard, like, even though I haven't really seen anything she's necessarily directed, um, I think it'll still be really cool. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I like her a lot. I she's, think that it's cool that she's getting in on the same universe that her dad is, too. Yeah, most I think definitely. it's really neat. Yes, um, and so, so all of this though, that means that Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy's been fired, right? Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Joking, of course, <laughs> because she's actually an executive producer on Mandalorian. Yeah, and we know John, Dave, and also, um, along with Kathleen Kennedy, it's going to be Colin Wilson as well. Mm-hmm. And then Karen Gilchrist will serve as co-executive producer. Yeah. So... <laughs> Can I just say this real quick? I'm so sorry, Karen. But um, I think it's kind of funny. There's like one, two, three, four like executive producers, and there's just like one co. <laughs> It'd be like having four managers and like one co. Look, it doesn't take a genius to know that any organization thrives when it has two leaders. Go ahead, name a country that doesn't have two presidents, a boat that sets sail without two captains. Where would Catholicism be without the popes? You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, why not just one All the managers for- and a supervisor. Exactly. Like, I- <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like it should have been the other way around. I feel like it should have been, like, one executive and the rest are, like, co-executives. Yeah, you know what I mean? Who even knows how the film industry works? Well, I'm, you know, <laughs> I just think it's funny because, I mean, and I don't want to say this, like, in a negative way, but I just know the last time I think Star Wars tried to hire two directors in the same thing. Oh, no. I think they butted heads and one got fired. Well, producers, I think, are a little bit different. <laughs> Normally, there are multiple people producing, so... <laughs> <laughs> so Hopefully, i'm sure it'll be fine it's fine i know it's it is fine. it's just funny that's just reminding me of like just the last time they had two people trying to head up be the head wrong. honchos they didn't do so hot You're so wrong. <laughs> sorry lord miller <laughs> but, um but yeah so the mandalorian though like, yeah i'm pretty stoked absolutely i'm super excited about it so all we know is that it will be coming to disney streaming service we do not know when my only hope is that we at least get a trailer at Star Wars Celebration. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, they they have to, right? I mean, there's going to be <laughs> so much Star Wars to have at Star Wars Celebration. You'll have probably the first trailer for Nine right. um, come out. You've got The Mandalorian, without a doubt. I doubt that they'll do it earlier than that. Probably some more Clone Wars stuff. Right. Um, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we got like another Resistance trailer or something, depending on what they decided season to do. Season 2, something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like how they did with Rebels. When, yeah, uh, it was absolutely. The last season of Rebels. They mm-hmm. gave us a little like, ching Right. Um, so something like that. Uh, you've also got the one from the Game of Thrones guys, the the trilogy. The Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still on the table. Uh, mm. Sorry, Ryan Johnson haters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Johnson lovers, unite. Uh, <laughs> um 
So, I mean, there's still a lot coming yeah. down the pipeline, and I mean, I'm really excited. I'm I'm super stoked. Excited yeah. doesn't even cut it. I know. <laughs> I just I'm ready for more on it. Like I'm ready for more story, for like more looks at it. Um, mm-hmm. Just to know. I mean, we know kind of where it's set, but like we kind of don't though. Like we just have this big, huge timeline mm-hmm. from Revenge of the Sith, R- Return of the Jedi. Oh, you always do that. <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> So we have this huge timeline from Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. Yes. (laughs) Do you not make fun of me, Mr. White? It's rude. Um, Because, I mean, how long is that, Danny? Like, what? 30 years. Oh, my God. So so it's great that we're getting all this stuff that falls right in between it, but at the same time, we don't know. It's a lot of gap. It is. I mean, yeah. So this one takes place after three years. Three years after Return of the Jedi, so shortly after the fall of the Empire, Battle of Jakku, all that kind of stuff. I hope they put some more stuff out then, because, I mean, that means we have roughly, depending on how long this this series goes on and how far it stretches, Mm -hmm. we could still be looking at about 20 years until Resistance. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, If not, more. Definitely. Give or take. That's that's saying that Mandalorian's going to be like a 10-year thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> more story, please. <laughs> Feed me. We're so greedy. <laughs> God, we're so greedy in first world countries. Like, look at us. You're giving us stuff and we want more. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of more, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a big gap and I just want all the gaps to be filled, okay? Oh, absolutely. Well, and I think they will because that's the thing is like, they spent a lot of time filling in the gaps between the prequel trilogy and original trilogy and everything with Rogue One, Rebels, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the books. I love Rogue so, One. Yes. Uh, so they filled in a lot of gaps there. And so this is the most giant gap that they have right now. Right. Um, and, and that's the thing is that before Resistance, the theory was that it was going to be closer to Return of the Jedi to fill in more of that. And we got it six months before. <laughs> And so it's almost like, yeah, we're going to fill in some story. Not really. Uh, thank you, though. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited about you it. You know what I'd love to see? What's that? Um, because I feel like here in Star Wars, and a lot of people may not agree with me, but that's fine. I don't really care. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll keep my opinion. It's fine. <laughs> um, but one thing I'd really like to see is I've noticed here, you know, in Star Wars, we get all the sides of, like, the Resistance. Mm-hmm. And in comics and books, I'm sure they give us, you know, first order um, perspective. Thinking? First order perspective, and um, not just first order, but the Republic too. Mm-hmm. Give us, you know, that uh, perspective from there. Mm-hmm. But I think I really wish they would do like something after Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And, or it could be even during. I don't even care where it falls, as long as it falls in that 30-year gap. And kind of gives us that rise of that first order. So I think, I mean, obviously kidnapping kids wouldn't be the the best thing to see <laughs> on TV or on it's a show, whatever. Story, it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe not mes- make it necessarily like a, maybe like an after-the-fact thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we got all these kids. We didn't see you kidnap them, obviously. But we know what happened. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just kind of like a, it's... Like foreshadowing, I guess, or foretold that it's mm-hmm. what happened. Well, and so to your point, though, um, with the Mandalorian and it being on the outskirts of uh, away from the New Republic and everything, it's possible that a lot of this shady stuff that the First Order was doing comes from there. 
Maybe, but I mean, it obviously won't be set around that. And that's what I'd no. like to see, though, is the, mm-hmm. that rise of the First Order. Okay. Essentially, I'd like to see who who was like... Who did it, how it happened, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, or I okay. mean, I don't know. It doesn't have to, have to be like a word-for-word word origin story necessarily, but mm-hmm. just something along that that time frame and that storyline. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. We, we've, we've never gotten anything on, like, the oh. bad side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's always been, like, Rebels for the Resistance. Yeah. All the Star Wars movies are for the Resistance, for the Rebels, so... <laughs> yeah. All of it. Like, well, and, and I mean, and in side note on that, I liked how in Resistance, Yeager, one of the characters that is used to be a Rebel, um, mentioned something about... Or, or no, no, it wasn't Yeager, it was uh, Kaz's dad said that something oh. about the Resistance, and uh, he calls them extremists. Mm. He does, but that's not the first time we've heard that. Mm-mm. Um, It was uh, Saw. Mm-hmm. Saw Guerrero in Rogue One. Um, Made a name for him as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was known as extremist, though. Yep. So I wonder if that's where that kind of came from is because he Saul Guerrero was ended up making a bad name for the Rebels, though, mm-hmm. because of what he was doing, because his way of doing things was so, like... More gullet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can, can you use more gullet as an adjective? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, I'll take it. It's fine with me. But his were just so crazy and... Right. Just for lack of better words, extreme. And so that's why he kind of became an extremist. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's where that word and where... That, like, way of looking at that has come I mean, from. in all, all intents and purposes, from a certain point of view, the rebels and resistance can be kind of characteristic as terrorists because they're fighting against a larger system and everything. And so to some people, they're extremists. They're terrorists. They they cause havoc. Right. Um, where otherwise, in some places, there's peace. But that's not the case in all places. So Nope. And some of the places I've seen in... Like Clone Wars, um, they don't get peace for long. Nope. <laughs> Mandalore. Yep, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to be neutral, and it didn't work. <laughs> the war still found you. <laughs> it did. Yep, it absolutely. Did. So, so speaking of more Star Wars, though, um, we have a lot more announced coming out of New York Comic Con. We do. A lot of... Uh, publishing mm-hmm. absolutely so uh the first uh, big thing that was announced there because there was a lot of stuff there so we're just kind of cherry picking <laughs> what we've decided would be cool and you know we're, we can tell you about a cover that was released but then you could just see it on our social media and, and things <laughs> right. like that so at kessel run weekly instagram facebook and twitter <laughs> shameless plug <laughs> um but for this one so we have uh, a new book that's coming out june 2019 uh called alphabet squadron uh, so this is set after Return of the Jedi, um, as everything seems to be now. Um, Alphabet Squadron follows a unique team of pilots, each flying a different class of starfighter as they struggle to end the war they fought so long for once and for all. So the alphabet thing coming from that each one of them has an X-Wing, a Y-Wing, a U-Wing, a B-Wing, an A-Wing, stuff like that. So they're the Alphabet Squadron. Cute name, right? <laughs> hmm. Um... I'm not crazy about the name, but I'm interested. What do you think? I don't really have many thoughts on this, honestly. <laughs> I'm just, literally just trying to let it wrap around my head at the moment. Um, I'm just wondering who it's going to be. Mm, like if it's going to be any familiar faces or names. What if what if uh, Shriv is in there? That's what I'm from, wondering. From uh, Battlefront 2. That would be cool. That would be kind of cool. Because I think, didn't he, didn't he fly an A-Wing? Or am I thinking of someone else? Oh, I don't know, honestly. I'm not sure. I'm so sorry, I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong. I could be very <laughs> I wrong. I flew through that game. <laughs> <laughs> I 
absolutely <laughs> through it. I just wanted to see the ending. We need we need to revisit that. We do. We really do. We, do, we, we need definitely to, need to revisit that story. We do because I, I think we missed a lot of stuff. That's because mm-hmm. it was just so new and y'all like. I just fly through games. <laughs> Anytime there's a game in front of me, I'm just like, Fuck. It's, that, it's that consumption monster. It's like, oh, new game. I need it. I need it. Oh, it's over. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and then I betrayed Danny by playing the last part before oh, The Last Jedi came yes. out. It didn't give anything away, though. It didn't. I was very terrified that it was, though. <laughs> I mean, it, there was an important part in it, mm-hmm. but it didn't really give anything away from The Last Jedi. True. True, true. Which kind of was weird because I thought that was supposed to tie in directly, but it's fine. It kind of led, uh, kind of like closed the gap up too. I mean, I guess it did, but not really. <laughs> kind of, sort of. But anyways, that's another podcast. Another podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we'll have to do. Uh, yeah. um, we'll have to go back to Battlefront too. And, sure, and sure. Do some stuff there. But yeah, so I mean, Alphabet Squadron. Not wild about the name. Um, I am interested to see how a squadron of different classes of starfighters works. If it's like kind of like, um, like how you would have different classes of a team together or something like that. Like when you're running a raid or, or whatever in a video game or something like that. I wonder if it kind of works that way. Maybe it's like specialty missions. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't give us much on this. I so, don't know. You think we yeah. could see any of our resistance friends? This is probably set too early though, isn't it? Maybe Yeager. He, Maybe. He's an ex-rebel. Or if, I mean, if not that. Or Griff that, Halloran, who is a uh, ex-TIE pilot. Yeah, Say if not that, maybe we'll see some like maybe some parents or something. Possible, yeah. Because I mean, obviously a lot of these uh, things that are in Resistance right now are kids, right? Um, but I mean, this would be the f- before the formation of the New Republic, so right. it'd be as they're forming the New Republic. So that's quite very possible. Yeah, um, but I mean, I feel like they had to want to fly from somewhere. Yeah, you know, a lot of them probably their parents flew or something, and mm-hmm. that's why they want to be. Be a pilot like their dad or their mom. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just want to be like dad. <laughs> but so yeah, so um, that, yeah, that one's kind of a wait and see for me. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So also, we're getting a Han Solo comic called Imperial Cadet. <gasps> um, pretty excited about this. So Absolutely. Robbie Thompson on the core of Han Solo, Imperial Cadet. Um, he says it's about the morality of violence. The comic was pitched as Star Wars meets Full Metal Jacket meets Stripes. I don't know what any of those are. <laughs> I know Full Metal Jacket's a war movie. I mean, uh, and I think Stripes is like a, a comedy. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen either one of them either. Then why even guess? We don't we don't watch anything other than Star I, I Wars. I kind of understand what Full Metal Jacket is, but I've never seen Full it. Full Metal Jacket, Jacket, that's definitely a war movie. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, Stripes, sorry. I, see, I would guess war, because, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Meh. Nah. Um, <laughs> um, Thompson referred to the series as being year one and said it was a great opportunity to tell some stories, but also noted that it's far from all of Han's cadet adventures. Um, I think it's pretty cool because, I mean, we didn't get much in a Solo about that little cadet. Um, about him being an Imperial cadet. Yeah. Right, other than him being on the desert. And then there's a deleted scene mm-hmm. of him essentially... Getting court-martialed, some, yeah. Yeah, pulling some stunt, getting court-martialed, and yeah. then getting kicked off into the desert, essentially. <laughs> um, oh, we'll have you flying in no time. <laughs> <laughs> they really like that joke. They do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once in the deleted scene, and they're like, you know what? No, we'll do it this other way. It was like that non-negotiable line. Right. So they just had to find another place to put it. <laughs> we don't like the scene, but this is staying. <laughs> <laughs> right. I worked really hard on that line. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, I don't want to think about Han Solo being in the Imperial Army, I guess. But it did happen. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I guess I just kind of want to see that story. Mm-hmm. But, because, I mean, ah, I don't know. I, I would be excited to see it because 
um, maybe we'll get to see more of his uh, time as an Imperial pilot um, and, and everything, and more in the uh, Imperial Navy than the ground troops, because we get, oh yeah, we'll have you flying in no time, and they throw him into the mud of Nimbin. So I, I, I'm I'm more excited to see his antics in between, um, because obviously time had passed between then to then oh, uh, yes. and everything. And so, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in more of that story. That was like a, it was a 10-year gap, wasn't it? Because doesn't Kira say it's been like 10 years? Or she just, maybe she says it's a long time ago. I think it was like, uh, I think it had been a year. No, Two it years? hasn't. No, it there's was, no way. It, it was wasn't 10 years. There's no way it was just a couple years. May have been three. I don't know. It hadn't been that long. Okay. We'll roll with it. <laughs> Whatever. I, I thought it's been a lot longer than that. No, I don't think it was 10 years. Because he, he would have grown up much more in 10 years. You say that, but... I don't know. I don't think he had been in the, in the Navy that long. I think that... Because, I mean, his whole goal was to get back to her. Yeah, but... So, I don't know. I wouldn't say more than just a couple, three years, something like that. But I just feel like that wouldn't be a long time ago to me, though. Like, it had to be at least three plus years for me to say that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't just be last year. And I'm like, oh, man. So, we'll, so we'll agree on three. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited about this comic series. I think it'll be really cool. Um, I'm all up for more Han Solo. I love Han Solo. I love the Solo movie. It didn't get near the recognition that it should have gotten. So, yeah. Did you find out the answer? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll find it later. But, yeah. So, again, I don't think it got the recognition that it deserved at all, um, but I'm really excited to see where it goes from there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Very exciting. So, our last bit of news, um, which is, is dun, probably... You know, we can always add that in post. You don't have to sing it every time. You just like singing it. I do. Okay. <laughs> I like singing it just as much as I like hearing it. So like, you, you know, you don't have to do that every every time. I'm sure my fans enjoy it, Danny. <laughs> People say they love me. <laughs> I still want those little like. The kazoos? Yes. Oh my God. I'm not getting thing. you a kazoo for that for that fact. I'm just kidding. I'll get you a kazoo. <laughs> I want a kazoo. <laughs> the fans will love it. <laughs> so on to our last bit of news once again. Um, so it was announced Shadow of Vader was going to be a new series from Chuck Wendig. Um, the, uh, so this is actually what Chuck Winded had to say. Um, this was on StarWars.com with everything, uh, all the announcements from New York Comic Con's publishing and things like that. He had to say, Vader is a character with a long shadow, literally and figuratively. His legacy is deep and unpleasant. The world will not be bereft of Darth Vader in their comics for long, as Windig announced that he will be writing a miniseries called Shadow of Vader, beginning in November. It's so close. (laughs) Each issue will feature a different set of characters. Issue one is a Friday the 13th homage with Vader hunting down kids at a summer camp. (laughs) (laughs) I need that. (laughs) Thanks for that. I love you. Uh, Issue two stars the one and only Wilro Hood. 
So very exciting there. Um, if you don't know who Will Hood is, watch Empire Strikes Back. He is the only man running through the hallways with a ice cream maker. <laughs> <laughs> Not a space ice cream maker. An ice cream maker. Legit. Uh, issue number three centers on a morgue attendant on the Death Star. So I wonder how many people a day he gets that are choked out by Vader. Uh, issue number four diverges to focus on the acolytes of the beyond. Ooh. Issue number five follows a New Republic pilot, which I think this is the most interesting. Yes. Whose parents were killed by Vader, who joins the Resistance, only to learn that Leia's father is the Sith Lord. <gasps> that sounds like super drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you think? Her. <laughs> She'll turn into dark side just like her father. Yeah. So what do you think about that announcement? I think it's pretty darn cool. Honestly, (laughs) I like how it's going to be like different episodes, um, different issues, essentially. I mean, they're obviously probably going to connect in some way. Maybe. Maybe Mm -hmm. not, though. I don't know. I mean, they're going for like a Friday I think 13th it's more, kind of idea. Yeah. So. Well, I, I wonder if it's more of like a, like the book that came out that was The Legends of Luke Skywalker. Kind of like uh, the Vader stuff or whatever. So it's like a mini series about a mini series kind of thing. Like episode of the week kind of thing. I don't know. I'm pretty interested though. And uh, you don't know, the funny part is I don't even really care for comics <laughs> that much. Yeah. But I'm not just. I might just have to read this one. You just got to remind me when it comes out. Of course, of course. It'll be uh, <laughs> next month, November. Oh, cool. All right. So that is our news for the week. So also, quick shameless plug. If you haven't checked out Resistance, it just came on this Sunday. Absolutely check it out. It was a lot of fun. We did a review on The Recruit, which was the first episode. Uh, we had a blast with it. So if you have not already checked that out, please check that out. Yes. But on to something that we are very excited about. Um, we got some reviews from iTunes, Kristen. We did. Oh my gosh. We love you guys. <laughs> um, sorry they're a little late. Um, we honestly didn't get the notifications like we thought we would. <laughs> so we kind of had to just go through and, and find I, I have an Android phone. She has the Apple and neither one of us really knew what we were looking for. So I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, so well, here are all the reviews. So our first review comes from A.E. Welling and... They say, I'm new to this show. Dean and Kristen talk all things Star Wars in a really fun way. I'm a longtime Star Wars podcast listener of many Star Wars shows. Theirs is now among my many. Oh, thank you. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. We're so glad to have you. (laughs) Yes, we're so glad you decided to join us. Yes. We are honored that you joined us. We are so honored. (laughs) Um, For the second one, um, we have... Lady Deadpool 069. Which is our friend Kira Knight, Mando Woman. And she says, Love this show. Been listening since the 10th episode. I love the lighthearted expression of love for Star Wars brought to us by Danny and Kristen. Not only is the podcast fun and interesting, but the hosts actually interact with their fans and care about what we have to say. Definitely my favorite Star Wars podcast to date. Keep it up, guys. May the Force be with you always. Aww. That is so... I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> I got tripped up when I read it for the first time. Yeah. But it's fine. That's really sweet. Thank you so much. That yes. really means a lot to us. Um, and, and just like she said, guys, we love talking with you guys. Like 98% of the fun of doing this podcast is getting to talk with all of you Star Wars fans out there. Most definitely. They're just like us. Um, you guys are hilarious. You're awesome. You're fun. Um, 
oh, we can't make, we can't, honestly can't wait to meet you at Star Wars Celebration. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we really couldn't do this without you guys. Absolutely. So. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Most definitely. So, are we ready to move on to our main topic? Our main topic! I got a bad feeling about this. second episode into our monster madness monster madness yay but guys so we are talking about brain invaders which is a clone wars episode Mm -hmm. season season two two, episode eight Mm -hmm. (laughs) i guess that earlier just by the way that was really (laughs) cool danny was like scrolling through all the episodes i really should have but danny like started like season four or five or something like that yeah he was just scrolling through like i don't know where it's at i was like i bet it's in season two sure enough that little punk went into season two and guess where it was fools but the thing is is like you weren't even like invested you were just like bet it's in season two like like you were just trying to be like yeah whatever it's just the luck of the irish I know I have red hair and freckles. So, in case that was like weird to anyone She's else. She's the most Irish in the room. So, there you go. <laughs> this is true. So, with our Brain Invaders episode, um, got anything to say on it so far, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, the first thing that kind of stood out to me, though, in this episode was the um, beginning. Um, because the fortune cookie. Yes. The fortune cookie, thank you. I was like, there's a word for this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just for some reason didn't think it was a fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I just ate one of those a little bit ago. No, no. <laughs> 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 I see another one sitting over there I want to eat. Um, <laughs> but the fortune cookie on the opening of this episode is attachment is not compassion. Um, what did you interpret that as? Because I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I are think. you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I have to talk about the whole episode, though. Let's do that. Let's do that, then. And okay. then we'll come back to it. Okay, let's we'll yeah. get back around. So, so it starts off with attachment is not compassion. It does, yes. Um, so it looks like we start out in Geonosian. Geonosian? Geonosis? Geonosis. They, yeah. yeah <laughs> looks Geonosis. like we start out on uh, Geonosis, mm-hmm. which I don't know much about. Do you mean background there? So Geonosis first appears in Attack of the Clones. It's the staging ground and the birthplace of the Clone Wars, um, where everything starts. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, where Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan were captured, and oh. all the Jedi come to and save harassed them. harassed by giant monsters. Yes, harassed by giant monsters. Greatly. So, hey, monsters, there you go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> monsters. Um, so, it, it kind of is the beginning of everything. And in the close in the course of the Clone Wars, um, essentially the clone army has subdued the planet and got it under uh, Republic control to where there's not going to be an uprising, all this other kind of stuff. So, in the previous episode, uh, the Jedi are called there because they've lost the planet, all that kind of stuff, and they can't understand how they were able to basically subdue the clone army and get the planet back. And they go to investigate and they find a hive of undead uh, Geonosians and hive queen and all that other kind of stuff. And they're like all this crazy stuff, very zombie-like and everything. Um, So that's where our episode ends is they've won 
all that good stuff. So, which brings us to our current episode, um, where we it comes up on a group of clone uh, troopers that are sleeping and hanging out and everything, and then their commanding officer comes, wakes them up, and in that time, poor unfortunate Scythe has been invaded in the brain. Poor unfortunate Scythe! <laughs> it's been um, so well, can help he, ha- he has a little, like, green, nasty worm hatch out of a, a ball-like egg. Yeah. And crawl up his nose. So gross. It's disgusting. It gives me the creeps thinking about it. Um, it does. And it's so funny, guys. If you've been paying attention to our episodes and all, you know that we like to watch um, all of the shows and movies with subtitles. Yes. <laughs> so what are the subtitles oh, for these no. little worms? <laughs> I <laughs> forgot <laughs> about this. <laughs> these little worms were slithering around. Yeah. Um, the subtitle said moist slithering yeah. it did it like two or three times and either both yeah. times me and danny were just like sh- like Ugh, we just it had added the to the creep like, factor it absolutely added to the creep it factor most definitely did it's, uh, <laughs> so every time <laughs> yeah every time it was gross um so poor scythe um and as he's taken over by this brain invader mm-hmm. worm he actually takes a lot of the eggs with mm-hmm. him that these brain invaders hatch out of and he takes them onto the plane or to the onto the ship yeah onto the ship yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the way <laughs> he gets up off the ground too oh my gosh yes he like it's like does his, exorcist style it like, is I'm gonna say, it's like this back crackling like yeah <laughs> <laughs> in my nightmares you know? <laughs> i like one of the um one of the lines one of the other troopers said they're like welcome back to the living yeah oh yeah as they're going on to the ship <laughs> yeah like, welcome back to the land of the living yeah and it's, it's like, like ha, ha. <laughs> little did you know little buddy <laughs> yep you're all about to be zombies <laughs> pretty much that's essentially well that, see that's the weird part about this episode to me is it seems like they're like that mm-hmm. but i got a little confused towards the yeah so there. so let's talk about that so so essentially at first you think the symptoms of brain invasion from the worm, mm-hmm. uh, the parasite, um, it, are that they don't speak. Their eyes roll in the back of their head, and they just have like this really mean expression. Yes, it's very like they're angry. completely silent because they don't speak at all. Later in the episode, the further that we go, all of a sudden, it's like the worms become intelligent. It does. It's very yeah. odd. Um, and they even make the clones uh, speak Geonosian at one point when they're all like meeting and holding one of them down to put the worm in his nose and. Just saying it creeps right. me the creeps. Right. So <laughs> at this point, though, Scythe has already um, taken all the eggs into the ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, as all the troopers are sleeping, he, like, literally rolls the eggs down the aisle. Like and, a freaking grenade. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then they hatch and obviously it takes over the rest of the troopers that are there. <sighs> um, the weird part to me, though, is, like, so the troopers start going in and they start trying to take over the ship. So a couple of them, actually three of them to be precise, mm-hmm. three go into the... The cabin of the cabin, ship, yeah. Um, and take out the pilots. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of them go and try to take care of Barris and um, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Well, How did it feel seeing Barris again? Because <sighs> <laughs> the last time we talked about her, she it was when she was a traitor. Traitor! That's literally what I said. Traitor! She was a star girl. I was like, traitor! <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't wrong though that's the thing i just the thing that made me the most mad about her is the fact that she tried to frame ahsoka mm-hmm. like you 
monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so what I was thinking during this episode while we were watching it is, so this is Barris before betrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahsoka and Barris have a conversation where they're talking, where Ahsoka's talking about how she doesn't know if it's, if we have what it takes and all that kind of stuff and everything. And um, Barris says, well, what does your master think? And Ahsoka's like, I don't know if you want to know that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he has some kind of uh, extreme views and, and everything. He'll and do, like, whatever it takes. He'll do whatever it takes. And she's just kind of like, oh, okay. And it's almost like plants the seeds. Yeah. It seems like. Because the way Barris receives it. Because at this point, she's just an obedient student. Mm-hmm. Uh, she seems like kind of like the the, the brainy the brainy student that is... He heating on every single word the teacher's saying and everything because she's like, well, what does your master tell you? What does this say? Da da da, and right. everything. Really not giving any information of her own or advice of her own. Right. She's, she's regurgitating really, information. Yeah, she's really prodding in a uh, concerning way. Right. Like she's more just concerned and doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to give any like feedback. Mm-hmm. Really, just kind of getting all these like, oh okay, ah, gotcha, yeah. uh-huh. Like, this is what I read in a book one time, kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, funny <laughs> my though. my master says. Right, but yeah. funny though is as that scene's going on, that's when the couple troopers walk in and try to take them out. Mm-hmm. And then next thing we know, they're like, all handy-dandy with their lightsabers, joom, 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 yep. take them out. Don't kill them though, just takes them out, just mm-hmm. knocks them out and cautious. Um, couple more walk in, and they're like, Oh, and it's funny, too, because Ahsoka and Barris both had their lightsabers up towards their throats, and they're mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Tell us what's happening. <laughs> Start questioning them, which I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. The thing that got me, which I thought was kind of crazy, was these troopers were completely like, conscious. Mm-hmm. They were talking. They're like, oh, my God, we just heard shooting, and we just ran in here to see what was happening, like, da 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 and just kind of, like, seemed really concerned. So unless there was a scene there that I missed, like, <laughs> somehow... They, no, they were infected at that point. Right. They had is, the parasite at that point. Right. The parasite just realized, <laughs> my first tactic didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So they even put their guns down. They're like seeming all innocent. Like, no, no, no. We, we're just here to help. Like, <laughs> da, da, da. To me. <laughs> So they all walk out in the hallway and they try to get to, I think, the, the cabin. I think it's where they're going. Like, uh, it's like covered by like electrical field or red or something something electric. oh yeah so so um you talking about when barris leaves no 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 no. Oh, okay no 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 when they go into the cabin to the- go get into the front of the ship to see what's happening because they realize that oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. something's going on mm-hmm. so it's like covered with like electric doors or something it's a uh, um ray shielding ray shielding yes, yes. So it's got a bunch of ray shields in front of it um as they try to approach the cabin realize that somebody's in there that doesn't want them in there mm-hmm so, as Barris is, like, kneeling down to, like, I'm going to try to disable this, the clone behind her, like, points its gun at her. And at this point, it's that same clone that was in that room with them that was, like, I'll put down my gun. Like, it's fine. Because I was, like, they're totally not infected. This is cool. <laughs> no, they were infected. <laughs> yep. They were infected indeed. What's worse than zombies? Conscious zombies. Right. <laughs> that's essentially zombies what it was. Zombies that actually have brains and are not trying to eat brains. Right. That's exactly what it was, too. And so it pulled its gun on her. And at that point, they realized, oh, no, like, mm-hmm. everyone must be infected. Let's go somewhere. I think they run off and hide or something for a little bit and kind of try to get their plans together and what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then they decide, just like in every horror movie, to split up. <laughs> Which Ahsoka is against. Yes, she, she does is say, absolutely against. Yeah, she does say that she doesn't think that's the best idea. But 
I mean, Barris makes a good point too in saying like they don't have that luxury mm-hmm. um, because there's obviously too much going on. She's like, I mean, if you think about of us, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just saying, as um, as she essentially says, they don't have that luxury. She's like, one of us has to. Um, she doesn't say survive. What she said. There's a word it, there. It, basically, yeah, to survive, to succeed, to succeed. Succeed. Thank yeah. you. I was like, I know mm-hmm. one yeah. of us has to succeed. So yeah. she already thinks that like. To me, it already seems like she knows she's weaker than Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Because okay. at that point, she, I don't know, she just, the way she kind of words it and the way she kind of looks and says it, she just seems like, oh, she's, one of the things she says to Ahsoka, she says, she's like, I know you'll do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll know you do what it takes. Yeah. So she almost sees herself as being the weaker one. As Lesser in like, she, than, yeah. Yeah, as in she won't do what it takes mm-hmm. to ensure that, like, this doesn't reach the medical bay, mm-hmm. essentially, or the medical station. Yeah, absolutely. So, but what were you saying? Uh, well, what I was saying, um, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember now. I was talking about the succeed at the when they're in the air bay. Oh, so, so, so thinking about their plan and everything. So I think Barris was right because if you think about how that plays out, so after they split up. Um, the next scene immediately is Barris sneaking around a hallway and everything, and she starts sneaking into this uh, corridor, and all of a sudden, she stumbles across a stun trap and is, like, electrified and everything, and the clones come up behind her and is like, if it's one thing we clones know how to do is to catch a Jedi. By the way, Order 66, flash forward. <laughs> right, well, that's just kind of crazy to me anyway, because, yeah. I mean, which we realize at this point that they are conscious. Like, mm-hmm. these aren't just, like, dead zombies. Yeah, um, which is worse. <laughs> right, but it's... Much worse. But it's creepy to me how they're able to, like, access the brain of whoever the they're... Yeah. yeah, because they obviously have all that in knowledge and intelligence mm-hmm. um, of, like, how the clones do things and what they do mm-hmm. in order to fit in. In order to make themselves seem like they... Which, I mean, that's essentially what a brain invader is, I guess, when you mm-hmm. think about it. It's got to get in there, it, it's, and it's got to fit in. Yeah. We've been joking the last couple of weeks about invasion of the body snatchers. This is exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, they snatched the body. That, right. That's <laughs> like, it's it's creepy how how unnoticed it can go. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I even made the comment, at one point, the way that they looked, it was literally like lights were on, but no one's home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that person is not home, rather. Somebody's home. <laughs> right um but yeah but they catch creepy. barris and yeah. force a worm up her nose pretty much worms and noses no. just, i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be like wiping my nose all night long like <laughs> uh, um, um but they put a worm up her nose and so now not only do they have all the clones on the ship just about they have a jedi right um so as it goes, Ahsoka actually is able to succeed. She can reach... Because uh, what she's actually going to do is she's going to um, find a way to communicate with Kit... Fit, fit, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. I knew... Mm-hmm. I almost said it wrong. I almost said Kit Fisto. I don't know what I almost said. <laughs> Fisto Kitta. I don't know. Either way, though. Um, so she's going to communicate with Fit Kisto. Kit Fisto. <laughs> I can't believe you actually did it. <laughs> Fit kiss There you go. <laughs> and she's making a note. <laughs> you stupid thing. Okay. So. 
told you that's what I was about to do. I did it anyway. Even after you told me. God! Worst night ever. No, I'm just kidding. So she's going to communicate with Kit Fisto, let him know that they have some type of parasite on board. Um, it's not safe for them to dock. Like, And he's like, no, no, no. The only way we can get rid of this parasite is to examine it. Mm-hmm. Which she's like, well, I don't really think that's a good idea, but I'm going to follow your order. Like, here yeah. she is being loyal. <laughs> As a matter of good. fact, she had a bad feeling about this. <laughs> right, she did. <laughs> um, then she also is able to communicate with um, Anakin mm-hmm. as well and tells him what's going on and... <laughs> this is where uh, Papa Anakin comes out. It is, because, um, you know, as they were leaving uh, Geonosis, they had taken... Uh, Poggle the Lesser, yes. who was their head of everything. Yes, yeah. they took him with him, and so it was uh, Soka's job to go get supplies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Soka and Barris, their job was to go get supplies, while Anakin, Obi-Wan, and a couple other... Headhunters, uh, I think. They, ha- they take, uh, yeah, they were going to take Poggle to Coruscant yes. for interrogation. Yes, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> Anakin moved up the time clock. <laughs> he did. Um, so as he realized what's happening, he doesn't even like step aside to run in there and tell anyone else what's going on. He goes straight towards Poggle. Yes. And as he's walking up, Q. Vader music. Dun, 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 dun. I yes. love how every time that comes up in Clone Wars 2, as soon as that theme plays, both of us look at each other like, stuff's about to go down. <laughs> I just like shrink down into some like evil little being, and then my fingers just start like kind of. <laughs> good, good. I'm turning into Palpatine essentially. <laughs> Let you search your feelings. <laughs> Because, I mean, as much as I don't like Anakin becoming Vader, um, I love it when he hits those, like, dark moments and dark sides. Mm -hmm. Like, if Anakin could just stay Anakin and just was able to access these, like, scary moments. Yeah, Yeah, like, uh, ugh, it's been so good to me. Because I know know it's bad when you think about the way the Jedi are supposed to act and operate. Like, this is never what was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. But... I like it so much. Um, and I really wish that we were able to see more of Anakin accessing this scary side with the music. But then yeah. I guess if the music wouldn't have meant anything if he wouldn't have never became Vader. But <laughs> <sighs> it's okay. Yeah. So he goes, and as he's walking up to like the cell door, he's like, leave us. Yeah, the clones just leave. They just walk it's away. It's never a good idea if somebody goes, you know what? I don't want any witnesses. Right. How about you take off? Well, it's funny because there's a droid in yep. the room with him, but that's because nobody can understand him because he speaks Geonosian. Mm-hmm. So the droid is the one who translates, and he like puts his hand up. He's like, you'll tell me what I want to know. Yeah. And this Geonosian's kind of like, giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> 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 Your mind tricks don't work on me, Jedi. <laughs> and so yeah. the droid talks back to him. He says... Your mattress won't work on him or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And he's like, he seems so, de- it's funny because he acts like he's defeated for just a second. Mm-hmm. And again's like, oh, mind tricks won't work. I don't need them. And next yeah. thing you know, he's like holding. Um, or choking him up against the wall. Yes. yes. He's got him up by the throat. Well, we don't see technically. He's force choking. <laughs> force choking. Hence the force. Yeah. Um, but yeah, against the wall, just choking him out. Mm-hmm. And. We don't know what else happened. <laughs> what, I, what I love, though, is that even though the protocol droid 
it was it was the standard protocol droid face. Did he, it felt like he was a little terrified. No, I was totally like, going to say that too. Like, I saw his face, and even though his expression cannot change, I was like, that boy's messed up. Right. <laughs> He's a little scared. That droid, like, <laughs> it really wanted to leave the room. Yeah. But, it was like the longer the conversation went on, he was like, I'm uncomfortable. Can I be excused? <laughs> right, but its job was to translate. Translate, yep. so it, it The life go. of a protocol droid. I know. They'll wipe its mind. It'll be stuff. fine. I know, right? <laughs> it won't remember a thing. What <laughs> um, makes it even more scary? It's like, what else has it seen? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a dark road. <laughs> I mean, if he's with the Jedi and the clones, probably not too, too much. Not unless he's stationed with Anakin a lot. Well. <laughs> Which I should wonder where C-3PO was. That's true. So, because yeah. he does end up in Clone Wars a lot with them, but that mm-hmm. wasn't C-3PO. Yeah. So, I wonder what he was doing. R2 wasn't there either. Nope. Where were they? We'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> the Chronicles of C-3PO and r 2 But as Anakin leaves the cell, what's really funny is like he, he gets out and he's like, so the worms are susceptible to cold and, da, 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 and like basically gives everything that they need to know. And they're like, oh, wow. How did you find that out? Well, I uh, talked to Poggle. You interrogated Poggle? H- how did you get him to talk? Look. Yeah. Well, look. <laughs> All that we- matters yeah. <laughs> is that we have the information we need. And they just kind of drop it because I think yeah. they all realized... <laughs> that they didn't want to they just it, didn't want to know the answer exactly it was a point. question that they asked they really didn't want to know the answer right <laughs> i so could just see calling. anakin be like hey so just so you know uh the next time you go see poggle probably gonna be a little bruised uh black eye or two you know yeah some broken um, limbs broken limbs maybe missing a few toes nothing fingers. to worry about but he's totally we fine. had a tussle right <laughs> <laughs> But he's totally fine. <laughs> he assured me he was not pressing charges. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I love that, and, and I agree with you. The the Anakin moments, like even though they're scary and obviously meant to show his dark side surfacing, it's Papa Anakin. It is, and see the thing it is, it wasn't it wasn't a selfish thing. It was you're messing with my Padawan. Right, exactly, and that's yeah. what we even said. You know, it, it seems really scary, almost like. He's losing control, but at the same time, oh, he like he was in control. He was. That's, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> that was the scariest part. Exactly, he is. He is fully in control, and it's yeah. like, and he wouldn't just go off the edge like this for anyone. Mm-mm. He, he, you know, we saw that side come out of him when it came to his mom. Anytime Obi Wan's involved, we see that side come out of him with Ahsoka involved, with Padme involved. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no you don't mess with the people he loves. When you mess with those people, like you're gonna get. Baderkin. <laughs> Baderkin. <laughs> I ship it. Vanakin? Is Vanakin better? Vanakin. I like Vaderkin. Okay. I was just checking. I was trying out a few things there. <laughs> Anteater. Jeez. <laughs> okay. But he definitely really only lets his scary side show when there's somebody he loves involved. Mm-hmm. Um. And he knew that Ahsoka was in trouble. Mm-hmm. So he had to act quick. He had to act fast. He didn't have time to ask for permission. It was do now, ask for forgiveness later. And yep. honestly, in my opinion, Anakin's never looking for forgiveness, though. So no. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of like, well, I'll take whatever consequence. I mean, last week we talked about Yoda was like, oh, your specialty in uh, disobeying the Jedi Council you have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Which is very funny. Yeah. Um, so... 
after he finds out the answer um, on what to do, we realize that he's like, uh, Ahsoka, you have to go, um, I don't think he says destroy, but. Uh, rupture. Rupture. Yeah, the, rupture the uh, coolant system. Yes, the cool system, because mm-hmm. essentially uh, these parasites do not survive the cold, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because most parasites don't, <laughs> I don't think. I, I'm not. I could be wrong about that, but I don't, yeah. I don't think a lot of parasites live in the cold. I think that's why we don't see a bunch of. Bugs in the winter. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. I thought I should go this real quick, but nobody wants to look like an idiot. But, <laughs> but I'm just going to go with it. Okay. <laughs> but in this scene, though, when, when he's telling her all the things to do and stuff like that, um, Barris sneaks up on her. And this is before Ahsoka knows that Barris has been compromised. That's a creepy freaking moment. So and you know what I realized creepy. too? At first I thought it was a door. <laughs> At first I thought it was a door right there. I thought she yeah. had some like shield door up. Yeah. Kind of in order to protect herself because she was a little vulnerable by just sitting there, you know, talking. No, that was just like a... It was like a map kind of yeah, thing. It yeah, it was just like a thing in the middle of the room that was like a map or something on it. And, and then here Barris is standing over like Michael Myers... Ready to pounce. Michael Myers, you know, this is paranormal activity. It's like the ghost sitting on your bed as you're sleeping. And it drags you up by the leg. Down the hallway, down the stairs. And it has a worm in its mouth. Yeah. So, and at this point, like, she looks over and sees her and she's like, oh, Barris, it's just you. And as soon as, like, she really looks at Barris good and Barris just doesn't say anything. She's just standing there cold. and. <sighs> you're right, I agree. End of paranormal activity for sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's straight up. It's messed up. Straight up spooky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she realizes that that's no longer Barris. Mm-hmm. Like Barris has been compromised. Um, yep. and so Barris, which is creepy. Like I said, we talked about these invaders taking over the clones, and they did the same thing with Barris. Mm-hmm. Barris is a Jedi. Barris is force sensitive. Barris knows how to use a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what they do is they she uses the force and blows the glass out of that little mappy thingy and her and uh Ahsoka have a tuffle. Yes they do. <laughs> they absolutely do. Very scary one because the the, the worm keeps deciding that it wants to go Hello. <laughs> right. It's only me. Yeah. <laughs> don't you remember me? Yeah. And then like everyone like I think uh Barris, I don't know what it what it is she says. But she says something, but it's like, mm. like almost like a Mother Talzin style, like all crazy, like or something. I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. But I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember what she says, but it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's creepy though, is as the cold's kind of setting into Barris, like you said, that worm kind of keeps poking in and out, like, <sighs> like it's trying, like there's a struggle because that worm's trying to stay in her. It struggles worse with her than it does the clones. It seems it does, and I'm, yeah. I don't, I wonder why. I don't know. But I mean, they it, don't it give really much. fights her, though. It does. Yeah. And at one point, she even looks at Ahsoka and she's like, kill me. Yeah. Which is creepy because it makes me wonder, like, who was that? Mm, but yeah. at the same time, the worm wouldn't benefit from saying yeah, that. It would have died at that. Well, no, well, if I wonder if if they she had killed Barris at that point, the worm would have only taken over Ahsoka at that point. Because it could have been the worm looking for survival. I don't know. Don't know. That is creepy, though. I mean, it kept trying to I mean, at, at one point, though, I mean, especially with the, the feud and the fight and everything between uh, Ahsoka and uh, Barris, and then the worm coming out of the mouth and all, all this is so gross to talk about. 
um, just the imagery in my head. I'm like, oh god, this sucks. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's almost like it's like warring Barris's. It's like, is it like 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 you said, is it the worm or is it Barris? And so I wonder if during that whole point, Barris was coming in and out of consciousness. Like the the worm was slowly letting go, but then it would grab back or something like that. Which I mean, no, really I think it definitely up. was that yeah. because, like I said, that worm was a. Uh, was definitely coming out. I don't think that worm was coming out because it was really well, it was trying to get Ahsoka, but I think it was also fighting for its life. Mm-hmm. Like it wanted to take over another being mm-hmm. because it was being forced out of one. And that mm-hmm. was the only its way to survive. It was either coming out and dying or going into something else. Mm-hmm. So, and I do think that, but that's what that line when she says about killing her, like that was so like that was so creepy. But at the same time, when, you, when it was, and when yeah. you look back to that that point though, when they decided to split up. Barris makes that comment to Ahsoka and like, you will do the right thing. Like, you will do the mm-hmm. the thing that will essentially... Help us succeed. You'll you'll make the tough decision. Right. Yeah. And, Which um, I wonder why she, she automatically assumes that Ahsoka could do something like that. But I wonder if it's just Barris discounting herself out of it, knowing that she couldn't make that decision. Or if there's some other factor that makes her think that Ahsoka is superior to her. I don't know. Like, I wonder... The time difference between them. Like, I know they're probably about the same age, mm-hmm. but I wonder how long Ahsoka's been in the Jedi Order compared to Barriss. Also, that makes me wonder, too, and this is not this episode, but it makes me wonder on down the line when Barriss frames her, if she just thought that Ahsoka could handle it more. Or that Ahsoka would be able to deal with it better than any other Padawan. I don't know. You know what? When you said that, it... <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be something for another podcast, but let me just get this out really quick. So okay. the reason I think now that we're kind of talking about it and reviewing this episode together and all this stuff that's kind of come in play, mm-hmm. I felt like she does it because everyone might view Ahsoka as, you know, obviously she's Anakin's Padawan. And if people know about Anakin, they can only imagine Ahsoka's the same way. And now she'll do whatever it takes. Mm. So they already thought that she had something against um Crap, who was it? Because she killed somebody. Or somebody was somebody died. Oh, it was that it was that prisoner. That prisoner yes. who blew up the uh something at the temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and they already knew that she was angry at that person. So I think she framed Ahsoka because it wouldn't have been unordinary for Ahsoka to necessarily do something like that. Do something extreme and Yes. Not- Makes sense. So, because I'm, I don't know, I'm so, now I feel like we need to go back and watch, like, everything. <laughs> everything with, like, Barris and Ahsoka in it. And we need to have, like, a Barris Ahsoka episode. I'm down. <laughs> so now I'm just, like, hmm, my little yes. brain's just a, just a twirling over here, like, hmm, so many the things. The conspiracy theories are flowing. Yes. Um, so this kind of brings us to the end of our episode. Um, and as... As everything, well, not really in, but so essentially what happens is Barris is able to fight off the little thingy, it comes out of her mouth, dies. Or no, Ahsoka cuts no, it. No, Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka cuts it, but the, you don't know that. The last scene that we see is Ahsoka striking. With but a we don't know, yeah, yeah, with a lightsaber, but we don't know if it's Barris. We don't know if it's the worm. We don't know what it is. And it's like, oh God, did right. Ahsoka go there? Right. <laughs> um, and then think, I think it pans to them trying to stop the ship at the uh, medical mm-hmm. station. And mm-hmm. then in comes some, uh, in comes Kit Fisto. And a couple clones. Mm-hmm. And they find Ahsoka on the ground holding Barris, And they're both like And the shivering. worm's in half. It is, yeah. yeah. So we realize she doesn't kill Barris, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, or is it? 
<laughs> Just kidding. But traitor. <laughs> pretty much. Still salty, if you can't tell. You can't sit with us. <laughs> exactly. Um so she, she does make that decision to not kill her and just kills the worm. It pans away a little bit, and we see Ahsoka laying, like, in a hospital bed, essentially. Yeah. And Anakin's at the end of her bed, sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. waiting for her to wake up. And she, like, wakes up, like, in panic. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she was kind of almost frozen to death a little right. bit ago. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and sleep at that point would have meant that uh, she would have been taken over by a worm. Right. Um, and the first thing, like, she really asks is, like, is Barris okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and next to her lies Bears, who's still sleeping soundly yeah. over there. And this is the, the coolest part to me in the episode, really, was the ending. Master, on the ship, Barris was gone, and she wanted me to kill her. She told me... But you couldn't do it. No. No, I couldn't. But should I have? I mean... It worked out now, but if we had failed, if the ship docked and the worms spread and... Ahsoka, it's your duty to save as many lives as you can. Barris knew you could save thousands if the worms were destroyed, which she thought meant destroying her too. But you did the right thing. You knew the freezing cold would kill the worms. Letting go of our attachments is a difficult struggle for all of us. You followed your instincts. I'm sure she would agree that you made the right choice. Essentially, I think she questions her um, her strength as a Jedi, really. Because, mm-hmm. essentially, Jedi are looked at to be able to do what it takes. Right. No matter the, not necessarily no matter the consequences, but that's kind of why their um, mm-hmm. attachment's forbidden. Right. Is because, like... You have to do the, the, the tough things. You have right. to make the hard choices. Yeah. Right. Because if it would have been mm-hmm. like a Anakin Ahsoka situation and one of them were taken over by something, like they would be expected to end the other's life if need be. Right. No matter the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of what her struggle was. And and Anakin lets her know that, no, like you essentially followed your, your instinct and you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of loops us back to our... Um, fortune cookie because it says attachment is not compassion. Mm-hmm. So attachment is not compassion. What do you think that means? So I'm going to try to word this the best way I can. Okay. But until we went back and saw what the fortune cookie was for this one, that's when it really hit me was the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, what it's what it's saying is like, just because you have attachment, something like... I feel like this is going to come out and it's going to contradict itself. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It's like not, not necessarily you have to have compassion for it. Because so essentially like, I don't know, it's just, it, to me it speaks to that dilemma that she had, whether she did the right thing or not. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not it, you know, she should have killed Barris or if she should have let her live. And even though she did the right thing, like, Well, to me it feels like, so... So in that situation with with her moral dilemma at the very end, um, attachment is not compassion. It, to me, it sounds like it's not the same as compassion. So attachment being she's my friend, that's why I spared her, kind of thing like that. Right. Um, versus having compassion on a thing in trouble, a person in trouble, and everything. And I think that she did the compassion thing. 
because if she would have gone strictly on attachment, the answer would have been to do what Barry said and kill her. Yes. Um, but that's kind of what I was thinking yeah. too. I just I couldn't. That's why yeah. I'm gonna work this the best way I can. And when it was about to come yeah. out, I was like, God, this this is gonna contradict itself, and I don't want yeah. it to sound contradicting. Well, well, you helped me formulate mine because until you started talking, I didn't really know what it meant to be honest. Right, with but you. that's exactly what yeah. I'm thinking too. Is like essentially you can have attachment to something, but it doesn't mean you have to have compassion. Because because well. attachment to me is more objective than anything. Where right. compassion is more a, a, a love, a, a caring. And everything, and so I don't feel like it was attachment that got in the way or anything like that. She had compassion on her suffering companion, right? And her suffering companion as a being, I, I, it, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um. And so it's basically, it, even though it says attachment is not compassion, attachment is not the same as compassion. I think is what it means. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean. That's that's kind of the point of it being like a quick little fortune cookie, yeah, you know. I know. And it, it, I don't know. To me, like, and you know, I, I love the fortune cookies at the beginning of Clone mm-hmm. Wars, and I kind of wish they were like in everything because it's <laughs> awesome. I don't know. It's just the first time I've noticed mm-hmm. how well the fortune cookie fit. Well, we never go back and look at them. Like right. it's like at the very first. And then we don't think about it again. Until the next one. They're like, oh, that's yeah. a cool fortune cookie. So it makes right. me want to start over. And, like, <laughs> take a picture of that fortune yeah. cookie. And then just keep that in mind throughout the entire episode and find out where it fits. Because I feel like they did... Well, I mean, obviously, they did it on purpose. They wouldn't just stick fortune cookies in there. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like they would. Obviously, No, it's all purposeful, yeah. Right. I just haven't found that purpose for them all yet. Until okay. we watched this one and we went back and we were like, oh, what's our fortune cookie? And I was like, <gasps> oh, snap. <laughs> just like I said, with that moral dilemma she had, it just, to me, that... Like, you could almost just read that portrait and watch the very end dilemma, and it would just all make sense to you, really mm-hmm. and truly. Definitely. Because it's like, ah! But yeah. Yeah. So, that's what my intake was on that fortune cookie. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to give you my <laughs> insights. I know you, you always have a way of finishing what I'm thinking, <laughs> and I love that, obviously, because, I, like I said, I felt like I was going to contradict myself, because I was about to be like, well, attachment... It's not the same as compassion, and just because you have attachment doesn't mean it has to be compassion. But yeah. I was like, this sounds like it's contradicting. So. <laughs> we I were, got you. We yeah. were able to word it up. That's why we're a good team. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! High five. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's interesting that it took the Brain Invaders episode to get your fortune cookie realization. I'm sure there's been times where I probably have put the fortune cookies together. Mm-hmm. Um. With the episode in some form or fashion, but I don't, I don't feel like it's ever clicked this well. Because this one, I was actually when we went back to the fortune cookie, I was like, oh. yeah. like it literally clicked mm-hmm. with that last scene. I was like, oh my god, this all makes so much <laughs> sense now. Yeah. So. So overall, last impressions. This definitely had a horror mo- horror movie feel to it. Oh, it uh, did. A lot of elements to it were really creepy. Yeah. Um, just. Worms and noses, guys. Worms and noses. Worms and mouths. What are you talking about? Worms Moist and mouths. Moist slithering. Right. Let me say that again. <laughs> Moist slithering. <laughs> and once again... And that's it, enough to give you nightmares. Right. And once again, if you if you don't like watching movies with subtitles, then, I mean, too bad. Like, just do it. Watch Star Wars <laughs> with subtitles on because there's been so it's much... enlightening. It is. There's been so much we've noticed over the course of our rewatches and even moving into our Halloween special. Um, subtitles just really makes a difference to us. Absolutely, yeah. So, it, just give it a try because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know I used to be really weird about subtitles and I used to not like them, but when it comes to Star Wars, I like them. Oh, absolutely. So, 
You, you, you miss you miss a lot if you don't. Right. I mean, there's small things. Or at least things. we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, you know, we've talked about those in previous episodes, too. There's things we hear uh, or see in the subtitles that we didn't hear in the movie. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Do it. Kristen advocates for subtitles. I do. <laughs> do it. This is not paid advertisement, just so you know. <laughs> Who would even pay you? No. <laughs> I don't know. The subtitle company? Like, somebody's got to sit and subtitle everything. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty fun to do. Oh my goodness. I wonder who, I wonder who heard Ray. Ray? 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 <laughs> Sorry. Okay. But yes. So, finishing up our Monster Madness episode two, yes. Brain Invaders. Absolutely. I never imagined that we would find story points and theories and stuff like that in a... a worms and brains episode right <laughs> basically the body snatchers episode so <laughs> basically. Um, yeah but it's been really cool it's really fun um next week guys so we're continuing our monster. super spooky monster oh. madness monster oh. madness yes. <laughs> i was just trying to like get in there with you on it it's just you you added more words that i thought were there <laughs> Uh, so we are going to be talking, uh, actually visiting the uh, world of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, we haven't gone back to Rebels since the end, I don't think. Um, but we are going back to Star Wars Rebels with Always to There Are. Yes. So the first introduction of the incredibly terrifying seventh sister and fifth brother. <gasps> so very exciting, very cool, very... Uh, Michael Myers like <laughs> uh, it'll be really fun so definitely check that out and also if you haven't already check out our resistance review episode mm-hmm. one is already up uh, for the recruit uh, we had a lot of fun recording it it was a lot of fun watching it um, yes it was we really enjoyed resistance way more than we thought we would um, so definitely check that out and episode two will be up this coming Monday as well mm-hmm. so check that out as well um, and Kristen did you have anything else um, nope, I don't. Um, just thanks to the fans who always continue to listen and support us. Absolutely. You guys are amazing. We really appreciate your support. Uh, it's what keeps us going and what keeps us doing this, this crazy little little podcast thing. Um, so we really appreciate you guys. Um, and if you are not already, you can follow us on social media at Kessel Run Weekly on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on our website, KesselRunWeekly.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or any prior or future episodes, uh, you can leave a review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. We will read it on the show because now we know how to find them. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe just send us a quick DM or something to All let right. us know that you put one up. Hey, heads up. <laughs> just, I mean, just because, like, it, some yeah. reason we don't get notified yeah. when they pop up. Um, so we actually just had uh, Kira tell mm-hmm. us that it, she put one on there, and that's yeah. how we realized we had recent ones. So, right. <laughs> so, so our bad. Um, so just maybe just shoot us a quick little thing and just be like, maybe like check iTunes or sure, sure. Uh, did a quick review for you guys or just something yeah. like this, just so we know. We'll try to be better at keeping up with it though. But, <laughs> but in yeah, case. So, so any five star reviews we will absolutely read on the show, and we appreciate your feedback. And if you have any ideas for future episodes or anything like that or anything you want to hear on the podcast, yes. let us know. Uh, we'll be happy to uh, take it into consideration and, you know, probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're up for ideas. Yeah, we're yes. absolutely up for ideas. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so cool, guys. So 
Thank you again for listening, watching uh, another episode of Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the force be with you. Always.